Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. These marriages are not perfect, but all in all, they seem to work. Marriage is an institution for grown-ups. It's like a love-hate relationship. There are no bosses in a modern marriage. He knows he's lucky to have a wife. Morning, everybody. Simon here. Laura over there. Morning. And I certainly don't sound as breathless as I've probably sounded on the last three weeks with the podcast. (laughs) Made an executive decision yesterday. I said, why don't we go for the morning walk and then record when we get back, have a cup of coffee, sit in the cottage garden. Yeah. Looking out towards the sunrise and the hills and the cows and the fields and the trees. And I don't know if I've made the right decision. Right now, it's lovely to be sitting here. Well, it's, uh, we've, we've broke from the norm, so it feels weird at the moment, doesn't it? But during the walk this morning, I saw a lot of things that I'd like to have talked about. You know, when we do as little interjections, I don't know if it makes... There's a robin look on end at washing line. See him, right on end. See his little red breast on. Oh, Stood yeah, on. I see him. There you go. See, that's just... The interjection. Yeah. We've I just, just realised I've not put a sweetener in my... Coffee. Yeah. Do you want to run and get one? I can fill. <laughs> you could talk, describe going through a kitchen. Do you want to go and get one? Yeah. Go on. Are you going to talk? Huh? Are you going to talk? No, you can talk. OK, I'll talk. So you'll probably hear Laura's ambiance as she walks through the house and grabs a... Sweetener for a coffee. You might even get a tingling of the spoon in a minute outside at cup. So, half blue skies over towards sunrise. It's uh, there's some grey clouds there, but they're all broken up. It's a beautiful sunrise. I'm sitting in sun. Sunday, 19th of September. When we went for his walk this morning, it said it was 14 degrees, but it certainly doesn't feel like 14 degrees now. 16 degrees now. They're saying highs are 18 today, so it's not going to get much warmer than this. We're just uh, 
doing the sweeteners in the drinks. I said I promised the listener a bit of ting ting. It's not got quite a ting. You leaned in, but it's thick, isn't it? Do a ting on top. These cups don't seem to have much. Solid. Tea gives you a better ting because it's a thinner, it's more watery, isn't it? She's, she's overdone. She doesn't ting this much in real life. No. We were once in more cafe in Dubai, and our daughter got told off for tinging, and she literally had done the she wasn't standard, even doing, yeah. standard three tings, and she got told off. There's not many times I've almost been violent in Dubai, but that was one of them. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm Listen all, to these crows. I know. I've not seen any scarecrows. I've seen a lot of crows eating. That's that's the crows are sent here. F off. Yeah. <laughs> so. Beautiful morning, still a bit of dew on the grass around us. The sun's not up yet to burn it out, burn it off. It's the first time Betsy's seen morning dew yesterday oh and I was having God. to explain it to her. Yeah, she is so happy. I mean, if you saw my stories yesterday, we sat out here and had uh, crumpets yesterday morning and she sat in this chair next to me and I did a little video and I said, how do you find in the cottage so far? And she just went, 10 out of 10, Daddy. <laughs> She's loving it. So, big talk today. Bristol. We lost our Bristol virginity yesterday. Yeah, and, and I was really excited because yeah. we've heard so many things. We've done as much research as I think it's possible to do, certainly you. Yeah. And obviously, I keep saying to Leo, like as we drove from Longley, I'm like, first time for Bristol. Yeah, yeah. When I'm driving, I'm a very excited dad driver pointing things out and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go and get a gun and scare these crows off in a minute. <laughs> They're miles away. So yesterday, we uh, had a bit of time in the garden. We did a little bit of a, a plan for the next week and a half. Yeah, which may change now. And we set off down to Bristol. Now, the first bit, obviously, from our cottage near Barclay. Yeah. Which I keep calling Beverly, which Beverly. is in Hull. Is so it oh, people, is actually, Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. oh, right, I just thought you we're, were just... We are a long way from there. Thinking about some woman called Beverly. Big Bev. Great days. So, we drive through the country bit, which is an absolute pleasure to me. I love it. Yeah. I'm a great country driver. The giving way, the waving to everybody. I love it. And then we had to do three motorways. Can you believe that between here and Bristol, which is a stone's throw away... We drove on three motorways yesterday. We drove on the M5, M4, and M32. Right. Every one of them packed to the bloody rafters. Yeah, well, I think it's a mixture of... There's people doing loads of staycations still. Heading down to Devon and Cornwall that way. This is a trunk road for getting down there, I would say, from the north. Yeah. Um, there are hundreds of university students going to university this weekend and yesterday which leo decided to tell us in the car was the main day for bristol university yeah and also it's a saturday so it's the day everybody goes shopping yeah and it was market day so we sat in traffic yeah and Dubai is notorious for its traffic jams. Yeah. And it's got really bad of late just before we left, actually, with schools going back in. It's gone to old Dubai to me. I've not been expecting that. I've been in some traffic jams. It took us a long time to drive home from uh, Christchurch the other day to Calshot. Yeah. 
This traffic really annoyed me yesterday. I could tell. Motorway traffic, stoppy starty, and it felt like forever. The Skoda sat nav is an absolute idiot. <laughs> it is the yeah, worst sat nav. We've I've talked ever about this bloody sat nav nearly every day since we've had this car. But And here's the fun thing it it's does. It's a new car. When it is working, if you pick your phone up to check on Waze or Google Maps that we're going in the right direction, it overrides the car one and it but it doesn't switch it off. What it does is it just deletes the track yeah, I'm on. Yeah. It's so bloody annoying. I'm gonna to write to Skoda. Because I do like the car otherwise. Anyway, we get into Bristol proper and it's Saturday. There's a lot of one-way streets. I've never been before. It's is it labyrinthian? Maze-like? Maybe, yeah, yeah. We end up in dead-end streets. We end up in one-way streets. We ended up at the Nelson Street NCP. Um, and all you could see was parents and plus one child with yeah. bags and bags and bags. And they're us. They've yeah. got this kid, this fresh-faced kid, staring at the phones more often than not. Mums and dads carrying their massive, you know them baggies you take to the laundrette? Them big red square ones. Yeah, yeah the big... Packed to the rafters. Big Ikea bags, suitcases. Everyone's double parked. The clothes horse. Yeah. All manner of things. Some people are, had the... Uh, there's a name for these things, and I don't know what it is. It's like a gurney, the trolley the thing trolley. on two wheels. Well... That's clever thinking. Well, I, yeah, but I'm wondering, because it was the same colour for everybody, so I'm hoping it's one that they give you. It'd be nice. There was a lot of people in high-vis from student union places. Some cyclists passing by. I don't know if you can hear them. And it was very exciting to see, because in a couple of days that'll be us. Mm -hmm. It was terrifying as well. Yeah. We got to see Leo's building. Now, Leo is currently wearing not just rose-tinted glasses. He's got rose-tinted bifocals. On top of that, he's got rose-tinted binoculars. And on each side of the binocular, he's got two rose-tinted uh, telescopes. For some reason, I nearly said two rose-tinted testicles then, because it's early. I've not finished he's my coffee. He's probably got them too. He is totally blinkered to this being the best experience ever. Yeah. I'm looking at that building he's moving into and it looks like Fort Apache the Bronx. It's not finished, it's locked up. There's all building stuff inside it. It doesn't look clean. All these university buildings to me look like old council flats. Well, the thing is, um, you know, some of these, you know, universities, like, and Leo could have had the choice of pretty much any, he was really lucky, he got great grades. Um, and you get some universities, and we looked at some that were, you know, these beautiful old buildings yep. surround, you know, surrounded by lakes and parks and stuff. And actually, he didn't end up going for one of them. And the university he is at has different campuses. Yeah, all which, over the place. Yeah, which is a shame because I think having these big universities is a nice thing. But also, the, his particular campus doesn't have accommodation on site, so he's had. So their accommodation, their uni accommodation is in the city centre, which I think for him is probably even more exciting because it means he gets to yeah. be in party town. Um, but the actual look of the accommodation from the outside isn't very attractive. It's on a horrible street. It's like a, it's one of them back streets that you're getting Southampton or you're getting Sheffield or you're getting any major city. I didn't mind it, actually. But opposite it is an entire building site this it's just these 10 story buildings opposite all falling down all got um 
support beams up, the big, what do you call them, girders. Yeah, yeah. It's all work. Half the road's closed, half of the side of the road is closed for maintenance. That's going to be a right racket. I know that's not going to affect him that much. The building itself, the ground floor, a couple of nice licks of paint to make it look like a student building. But as soon as you look up to the second floor, it's grey, it's <laughs> Russian, it's brutalist, it's horrible. He's not going to care. No, no. And inside, I'm sure it's got a lick of paint and everything looks new, but from the outside, it's horrible. And that's not just his building. That was every student building I saw yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So... We walked through all of that. Now, do you think we should mention what you said this morning? Because I think there's a conversation going on with you and Leo that I didn't know about uh, a couple of weeks ago, where he's expecting to just get dropped off curbside and wants us to... He, he's embarrassed by his parents. No, no, he wants us to carry the bags in. Yeah, but, but he, then he wants us out of the way. Yeah. Yesterday, and knowing how much we've got for him now, which is a estate car packed to the and Raptors. that's without... The food, the yeah. you know, the toiletry, the, you know, the big f- shop, the supermarket shop. We've not even done that yet. I think a little bit of this is he don't want you to come in and do mumming while he's expecting the other four people in his flat to be like <laughs> mid-twenties adults who are all like, yeah, we've done it all ourselves. They're going to be the same. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, this morning, I've woken up to so many photos and story feeds of... Um, you know, parents doing exactly that, and then they've they've set up the rooms for them, and they've said they went. Then they went out either for lunch or they went out and did a food shop or whatever. But they pretty much spent the whole day doing stuff with their son or daughter. But yeah, I'm hoping he's going to do a U-turn on that. And uh, well, the thing is, it's because he's he's forgot what he's got for a mum. It's not going to be a U-turn. <laughs> he's going to if that's the car he's in. It's not a U-turn. Well, when he he's said going it to hit me the other day, wall. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm doing it for you one more time. As your husband, I can tell you, there's only one way things get done, and that's the Laura way. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that was all scary, exciting. We saw his building. Now, I tried to reserve judgment because I'm thinking this is Bristol. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and for the next, I'm going to say, the next 45 minutes. It was like Bristol.com, Bristol.co.uk. We turned a corner. Yeah. We went through an arch of a church. I don't know if it was St. John's. And it's an archway. Now, in the archway of this church, graffitied walls. Yeah. And as we walk through, there's a big hipster man, big fat bloke with a beard, and he's doing a graffiti walking tour. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that Bristol was known for. Their graffiti, graffiti. artwork, and it's amazing. I love that. I mean, it's everywhere. And, and I grew and up I think in the eighties. Love it. Graffiti looks like, you know, it it very lo- lowers the. Yeah. But I. Actually, oh, you, if there was graffiti on this cottage, I'd be upset. If somebody come and drew a big, yeah, phallic symbol and then wrote the name in that font. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be upset because this is not well, a graffiti wall. There's a difference wall. between, you know, writing, you know, like, an old building, but. I like proper graffiti huge, that's, yeah. that's words. You know, when you go acro- yeah, yeah, on yeah. a subway station and driving in along the or motorway. on bridges. <laughs> yeah, love all of that. Saw some good anti-mask, anti-vaccine graffiti yeah. driving in. But there were some stunning... Well, this pieces. is not... I'm going to call that wall art. Yeah. Because it's proper. One of the paintings that this guy was talking about was like a neoclassical sword fight. And it was the size, three stories high. That's not like going and spraying a... A pud and a couple of no, knots on and, the walls, and we went it? through like like you said this archway this and and you made me touch the walls and that was, you know they were like rubber walls with graffiti yeah. on yeah and obviously Banksy is known for being from Bristol and yeah so we see that yeah we walk 
50 yards up road, we're in a vintage clothes shop. Yeah. And it's proper vintage. I mean, half the stuff looked like it should be set on fire, to be <laughs> honest with you. Then we were suddenly in a bric-a-brac market on Corn Street. Corn Street, yeah. It's literally just called Bristol Flea Market, yeah. All the way down both sides of the road. Yeah. On the left of that was the St Nicholas Market, which is a covered market, a Warren. Which, the clothes in there were right up my street. Jostics. Can we say our? Well, because there's a lot of stuff in there that I liked. We're slightly different in that I didn't take it to the juggler. I think... You're, you went full juggler. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm, I would say I'm like... I, I was full-on hippie and you were a bit more surfy. I was surfer boy, guitarist, stoner. I don't mean that in the literal sense, but what I mean is that look. Yeah. The long curly hair, those sort of beachy hoodies of which you'll see me wearing now because I bought one. And well, we'd both be happy with you sat with a guitar playing Bob Marley, wearing those kind of clothes. You might hate us for this, but the two pairs of trousers we were looking at yesterday, which I can't find, Laura wants the proper hippie baggy trousers that admit patchwork. I want the plaid, they almost look like pyjamas yeah. that surfers used to wear in the 90s. So they're slightly different, but even Betsy was like, what's that smell? <laughs> yeah, you could smell the patchouli, you could smell the joysticks. I'll say this, it weren't patchouli and joystick prices in that little market. It was very expensive. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how you get it. I don't know how you get around being vintage here without having uh, middle class money. <laughs> so yeah, no, I think it's charity shops is all the way for this one. So that was all exciting. Now, I freaked out a bit because there was so many people. And that Corn Street, we encountered the registry officers at the top. There were people getting married. Yeah. Lots of people getting married, which I love to see. Yeah. There was hen parties everywhere. There were a lot of Proper hen parties. Hen parties. I think there were stag do's because there were a lot of drunk men around. Now, this is two o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. And there was thousands of freshers. <coughs> Excuse me. Thousands of freshers walking about. <coughs> well, the thing is... I can't say it without you reacting. You're allergic to freshers, aren't you? Oh, well... Right. It's really hard to say this without sounding like you're being old because I think we're pretty... We're cool parents. Yeah. Now, and people who say that aren't normally cool, but yeah, I think, yeah. all things considered, we're pretty well, cool honey, parents. Honey borrows my clothes. She'll hate me, hate me Leo has come that. to college with yeah. half of my wardrobe. You know what? And I, and I feel like everyone should be free to dress how they want, but... Students have changed. They're what, yeah, and, and when I think of students, I think of the kind of people we've just been talking about, like, you know, a little bit arty. Well, it's like the young ones. You get you get the hippie, you get the goth, you yeah. get the punk, you get the cool guy, you get it, and you get the student, the one who wears old suits, well, like grandma's. And, and suits. I think I was expecting to see, because I love all that, you know, I love the dyed blue hair and the, you know, like everyone having their, their own style. I was really shocked. It wasn't like that at all. It was Primark and H and M. Chavs. Everybody looked like chavs. Oh my god! And the right again. You know, I, I, everyone should be free to wear what they want. But there were girls literally wearing pretty much nothing on their boobies. Well, you'd said it to me. We'd gone into a pub. You sat outside. I'd gone inside to order. When I came back out, you were saying. A girl's just gone past in a bikini, but everything was hanging out, right? Before you got that sentence out, two girls came up that street. Yeah. Who looked like Sandra and Tracy out of his. Yeah. 
and all shapes and sizes. She started running, and her boobs just flopped out yeah, they, they in were, the middle of town. She had huge bazookas. She must have been eighteen years old, and. Well, funny thing is, they see a lot of these kids looked younger than 18 to me, but they obviously weren't because I'm sure they're probably all yeah. freshers. But they, oh my gosh, it. I, I instantly just thought, we've got two daughters. Well, there was a guy next to us who shouted, put them away. Yeah. And it, like. I mean, you were filming it, but he did shout, put them <laughs> he away. No, he, he sat with his wife. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I just. And Leo it was kept, a shock was like just like laughing at us like oh, you guys don't know anything that's how people dress and i'm like no 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 there's a difference like you know we've i don't mind wearing a top where you have a bit of cleavage that but there's a difference between that and literally pretty much not covering anything and then and, and there's I, that argument here for like i was saying to leo if your sister honey who's yeah. 60 coming about so coming up on 17 i said if she was walking down the street dressed like that with her genuinely with their nipples falling out because yeah. that's what happened yeah. or your girlfriend were doing it and he just went well you can't tell people what to wear instantly making me look like fuddy-duddy sexy yeah and i didn't want to come out with it i didn't want to say that thing about you know because it's not the girl's fault that men are animals and men are disgusting and i want to make sure but that's I did clear hear a lot of I, I don't know if you could hear there was there was some guys and then when i, I heard it when i went inside the pub they were saying oh do they think that's attractive yeah and this is what i was trying to explain to leo surely if you see a girl who's a little bit more not it's not even classic it's just average average yeah. crop the top, average girl crop top and nice jeans pair of jeans can be a boob tube for me yeah i don't care that compared to literally what these girls were wearing which was pretty much nothing which again that sound makes me sound really old but when you if you're looking, we're not talking nothing like Honey and her mates sometimes wear clothes that I, that if they go to Redfest or somewhere like yeah. that, I'm a bit dad about it. I never say anything, but I always, I always think, bloody hell, that's a bit revealing. Whereas I feel a bit like, oh, you know, yeah. I, I wore that at their age. And as long as they're safe, I'm happy. What we're talking about here is genuinely, practically naked girls. I mean, the boys all look like chavs. The boys look like well, the funny thing is, cut price Love the Island. The boys look less chav than the girls. The, yeah. The girls... Yeah, well... Anyway, we've ranted on about it, but it was a real shocker. Yeah. And so, as I said, we had about 45 minutes of what I'd call exciting Bristol time. And then I just really lost the, the feel for the place because it started to feel... It felt like every city centre you go in, and I'm talking about Sheffield, where I'm from, I'm talking about Southampton, mm -hmm. down your way, I'm talking about Newcastle, where I lived. And I said it reminded me of Newcastle because it's beautiful buildings and streets and architecture, but on those streets, everybody seems to be drunk. And when I say that, I'm not talking about people from Newcastle. What I mean is, it's a big hen party place. We got sold that so Bristol many people. So was many people. this uber-hip the UK's version of Brooklyn, this trendy, but hip trendy. Yeah. And that's right up my street because I am... Well, I, I said to you this morning, and I was thinking a more bigger city version of somewhere like Glastonbury, where, again, you get those people, those arty students, and then you get the vegan restaurants yeah. and the vegetarian, because that's how people were selling it to us. It was that kind of place. It felt very towny. Yeah, and I was... I was really, really disappointed and I'm hoping, because I know there's at least two people that listen to this podcast um, whose sons and daughters are going to Bristol, so I'm hoping 
like you know i don't want to do me a favor if you're listening to this and we're getting it wrong right because this is we're being honest it's first impressions we expected so much of it i feel like we were oversold on it by everything we read and people who said that bristol's such a cool place and we tried to go to cool places tell me message me tell me where we went wrong tell me where we need to go do it soon because we're here for another week well, we went to all the, you know, the M shed, the, the the street markets. We went to the places that the, the tourist guides tell you to go. But all I'm hoping is it was this Saturday. It was one of the first freshers. It was ground zero. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I say, the loads of uni students had ju- just arrived. There were hen parties. There were weddings. It, I think there was a drum and bass festival There's some happening festival on, but as that's well. not in the middle of town. But, but I'm hoping that... It was a combination of all these things and it was just a rarity because it it did have, if you took all that away, it had these beautiful um, shops and like these, you know, the the, the street uh, food stalls and stuff like that. It did have all that, but you just... That St. Nicholas Market is You couldn't get to it because it was just even with a young... I saw, it might just be in my mind because we did get lost a bit. I think I saw four vodka revolutions and again, two, three o'clock in the afternoon... Loud 80s music on, everybody hammered. Now, I've, yes, I've lived out of the UK for a long time, but I used to go out on Saturdays. I used to go to town every Saturday in Sheffield, yeah. record shops, well, through again, the main drag. I thought there'd be nicer pubs, like, you they, know. They feel proper towny pubs. It was, yeah. Slug and O'Neill's and, yeah, you know, yeah. those kind of, like, pubs you just expect everybody to get trashed in. What's the walkabout and those yeah. kind of pubs? Which I just don't know if we were in the wrong bit. I don't know. We need to, we need to, but look again, messages, <laughs> and I'm sorry that we're ranting, but I came away yesterday and expecting Bristol, like Betsy Pearl, to be a 10 out of 10. I thought, I'm going to be home. I want to be jealous. I want to, I want to get I back as much as I can. I had glimpses of that jealousy, and there was, there was a point where I thought, oh, this is a bit like Paris. I had that yeah. feeling, but then it all just literally just, yeah, changed. Yeah, and we wanted. We've read so much about these, how the big vegan and vegetarian community, and we didn't see that much of it no. really. But we were, I'm sure we're going to find it. Um, we walked down to the waterfront, which again, I expected so much of, and it was just a line of pubs. It was a line of pubs. It all were a bit generic, so we turned around and walked away. We wondered a bit. We got lost. We were in the theatre district, saw the, see the old Vic. We walked past. Well, even that, I was disappointed because I, I... It's got modern front. Yeah. Old Vic's had a boob job. Yeah. Um, we had this massive fashion discussion, which was total head against the brick wall. Because Leo, as I said, rose-tinted blinkers. And he's 18. Between us, we are nearly 100 years old. Um, oh, we got... He did get ID'd. Oh, yeah, because we took him... We sat outside the worst pub we could have found. You oh, can see it was it on, the only pub we could get into. Yeah, most of them didn't have enough staff. And so we sat outside, had a burger. Chip advisor did her job. And uh, it was Leo's first ever legal drink in a pub. Yeah. I'm not saying he's had illegal drinks in a pub. He hasn't, but this was his first one. I wanted him to go to bar and order it. He didn't. And you got him. <laughs> I mean, most people will go for a half a lager or a pint of lager is the first drink you got him a pineapple and raspberry <laughs> pineapple and raspberry cider well it was a pint of cider because we were in a bottle we were in a big brown bottle yeah but um because he, he's not a fan of beer and he said you know he's, that's he's gonna got change to, yeah he's got to find that drink so people have been saying to him oh try cider try cider and i i personally 
do not like cider. Me neither. Because and I've said it tastes like apple juice. Everyone says to me, no, 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 it doesn't taste like tastes like apple juice. Anyway, he tries it. The first thing he says is, oh, it tastes like apple juice. Anyway, but uh, yeah, then the the staff they came out and um, he he saw that Leo was drinking it. He thought Leo was going to be drinking one of the lemonades, like because I was on the soft drinks as was Betsy. Yeah. Betsy and I are both teetotal. Actually, Betsy drinks way more than mm-hmm. I do. Uh, and the guy saw that Leo had the bottle and he said, oh, have you got any ID? And then this is the same at shopping tills, uh, same at bank machines, same at car park exits. We are aliens. <laughs> so it's like, uh, ID, um, he's 18. Where is mum and dad? He's coming to university. I'm trying to talk yeah, no way yeah. out of it. He's like, he's just having none of it, is the he? The guy's like, oh, sorry, I've just got to get his ID. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not wasting what was probably a five quid bottle of cider. <laughs> well, he, and Leo's not brought anything out with him. No. So he's not got his wallet, which he's got his student card in. Yeah. But uh, So we found his Emirates ID. Yeah, luckily I still had that in my purse. <laughs> no, his Emirates ID is great because... In Dubai, you can't drink till you're 21, yeah. so he wouldn't be able to use it for another three years. But here, he's using an ID from a different country. <laughs> so he got him served. Uh, from there, we pretty much... Town quietened down a little bit. There were less mobs of people around. It got towards evening. And I was just left with a profound sense of disappointment. We left, and we drove home via Thornbury. Yeah. Uh which is just 10 minutes down the road here. And we just wanted to do a supermarket shop. Now in between Bristol and Thornbury, one of the biggest things we've had with Leo is he's going to be cycling, which is going to be a real shock to his system because we went up to his campus. Oh, we've not mentioned this actually, we should. We drove to his, we showed him his halls, his yeah. residence, but we also wanted to show him where he was going to be going to do his uni. Yeah, for his lessons. So it's called... Bower Ashton. Bower Ashton, so which is right near Ashton Court, which is like a, I think there's a stately home and then... It's beautiful, um, but it is on a very steep hill. It yeah. is on the side of a really steep hill. When you're looking on a map, as the crow flies, it's 10 minutes on a bike. In real life, I can tell you, that cycle, it through the city, flat as a pancake, he's going to love it. Yeah. When he hits where all them flyovers are and the railway track, it's going to kill him getting up that hill every day. <laughs> and... He better be taking some deodorant because he's going to be stinking. Yeah. But we went up and it looked, again, they've sold you a right, sold you down river. It looks like a comprehensive school from the 80s. And then on the front facade, on the park side, the pretty side. The bit they've taken the photo of. They've put all this wooden frontage on. Which, which is very pretty. Which is his building. Anyway, not to be too down on that because I don't think that matters. It's what's happening inside that matters. He, That's what she said. Exactly. Uh, so we had a look at that. We went to the tobacco factory, which is supposed to be the, one of the most hipster places here. The oldie next door were better. <laughs> and uh, that was it, yeah. So we came back via Thornbury. So one of the big things, as I was saying, with Leo is trying to persuade him how much he needs to wear his high-vis yeah. to wear his helmet yeah. when he's riding his bike because he's going to be cycling everywhere. And, and protects his laptop in his bag and stuff yeah. like that yesterday as we were driving out of bristol to thornbury the heavens opened it went from this what we're sitting in now blue skies yeah within 30 seconds i said to betsy you remember i went oh it looks like it might rain betsy look seconds seconds later yeah. torrential downpour and leo went 
Where did this come from? Yeah, and it's the first time in pretty much in this whole time we've been back that we've seen proper rain. Yeah. We saw a little bit of spitting down in Hampshire, but this was proper, proper heavy where you get soaked. It rained for 10 minutes, but it was a torrential downpour and we were going through dips and we were going through fords and we were going through, Betsy loved it, I'm driving through all big puddles, it's not my car, I don't care. And Betsy says, can I put my window down and see what it's like? <laughs> I put a window down, it was like vampire crucifix. Daddy, put a window up, it's all coming in, the wet's coming in. So, stopped off at Thornbury Tesco, did a bit of a stock up. Again, foreigners walking around a supermarket. Look at this. They've got Marmite. They've got reduced salt Marmite. They've got Marmite peanut butter. They were amazing. Marmite hummus, yeah. yeah. Although Laura, I wasn't... Laura found a little vibrator. Didn't buy it, but did for... I want to say... I fa- didn't find it. You pointed it out. Well, we were walking past little... and I went, what's that? And then, well... I walked past, pointed it out. I wasn't the one who stopped and read the box. I was intrigued. <laughs> this pointy little pink finger. Yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, little thing in the supermarket. It was. I was, then, I was intrigued, so I was reading about the back of it. I put it back. Just like me in a clothes shop, Laura said to the assistant, does it come in XXL? But it didn't. <laughs> so it went back on the shelf. Um, we got back in car and we drove home. Got back just before sunset and we did, we had a bit of a Saturday night. We built an open fire and we watched Saturday night telly quiz shows. But I just sat there all night with this, as you've probably heard from this podcast, this real sense of disappointment. I think Leo was drained, probably partly from his pint of cider. Yeah. <laughs> well, he just went and laid he down. He laid on the bed and, and then I went upstairs and I turned the light on and he went, oh, turn the light off, turn the light off. And I'm like... Are you, uh, have you got a hangover already? From a bottle of cider. But, yeah. It's the pineapple in it that does it, I think. Or it could be the raspberry. You know what they say about pineapple? Beautiful when it goes in, tastes lovely. But when it comes out, apparently it tastes really bad. Well, it's never crossed my lips unless you count lilt. Um, so that were it. We had a night watching telly. And I just felt really sad. And what saddened me most is we had such a good time in Hampshire. Almost every day we're an adventure. Yeah. One of my favourite bits was the walks, which I am enjoying here. Just done another. But we need... I got up and sat downstairs this morning doing my diary and I just had that thought of we must find some positive angles here because we're leaving him here. He's not moving. We're not going to move him up to Cheltenham and Gloucester and the nice country campus. This is where he's doing uni. He's got to get used to it. We've got to get used to him being here. And I think, however he wants to be at uni, we can't, I can't turn him into this cool, great tasting music, great hair, cool student kid. He's just got to be the kid he wants to be. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it'll all work out. But as parents, it's so freaky at first doing all of this. And it was the first time, and like we said, we walked into Bristol during Ground Zero. It can't be like that all the time, if it's like that all the time. Right now, I never want to go again. Yeah, yeah. Should mention this today. He's arranged to meet some mates in Bristol. They've all pulled out apart from one who's coming from London. So he can't pull out now because he's got his bus ticket, right? Today is the Great Bristol Run. Yeah. Every road in Bristol shut. I've already said I'm going to drive him up to Barclay, put him on a bus down there because 
it was mental getting in yesterday, but driving into a city centre when there's a marathon on, we are going to be sat in traffic for four hours. So we've not, I keep hinting about it. We've not had the discussion yet, but I've got a feeling on tomorrow morning's podcast, I'm going to be shouting at Laura and saying, I bloody told you, and you forced me to drive him in, and we got stuck on them bloody motorways. We totally wasted a day, and I've got to go back to Dubai and go back to work soon, and you've wasted a day on my holiday. That could be tomorrow's podcast. Probably. How beautiful is it right here? I've got my woolly hat on. You want to be taking that off because it but is so sunny. But then I've got so the sun sunny. on my face. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's nice. The garden in front of us, the lawn is just all covered in dew. Oh, last night. So every night when it's dark, I go outside to look at the stars because there's not much light pollution around here. I went out last night barefoot. I stood on a snail and squashed it under my feet. You can imagine what I was like, hopping around, <laughs> trying to do like a karate kick flip with my foot. I didn't realise it was barefoot. And then as I t- because there's a security light, what do you call them that come on? Security light, I guess. Mm. As I turn around, I see something move out of the corner of my eye. Now, one of the main reasons I come out and every morning I'm looking out every window is because I love seeing wildlife in garden. And as yet, other than a couple of robins, I've not seen much. Turn around last night after standing on a snail barefoot and I looked down and there's a huge frog hopping across the garden. <laughs> Did you lick it? Um, I didn't stand on it. So I'm screaming, Betsy, Betsy, Betsy. She came out barefoot again. And she was so excited and she's like, can you screenshot that and uh, what's happened to me, Daddy? Airdrop it to me. So that'll be around Dubai now. Yep. And then she uh, she said to us she's gonna, she was going to do an all-nighter. Oh, my God, I totally forgot about this. Yep. And uh, she's been she's this is she's been saying this the whole time we've been back. Oh, I'm going to do an all nighter tonight. This is a new thing that she says. Yeah. And um, at about half tenish, she said, "Oh, I'm going to go up to bed." So I thought she was tired. The end. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I went in and tucked her in and said good night. We went to bed. Yep. And, and then fell straight to sleep. About, it's a precious commodity for me, sleep. Yeah. Half one ish. I hear a tap on the door and I, I obviously, I'm like, what? Uh, Betsy, is that you? You wake me up. And then, no, well, I didn't, but anyway, I opened the door. She stood there, all buzzing, wide awake. Mummy, I did it. I did it. I've done an all-nighter. It's, it's the morning. Bed, like, what's going on? And I'm like, what's happening here? Betsy, what on earth? You're going to be so tired tomorrow. So I was yeah. like, and then she like, looked all sad because I, you know, half asleep telling her off. Yeah. But she was all so proud of herself so then I had to tuck her back in and then I was like I think you should probably try and go to sleep now so so who knows what time she's going to wake up today well I expected we wouldn't be able to get this podcast recorded uh, I wasn't expecting Leo to get out of bed because he never does but I thought Betsy would be sat here as uh, part of audience and third wheel on the podcast she's not appeared so that's it we've probably talked too much already so we've done a lot today and it's been meandering but I really want to get our feelings uh about the first time we've seen Bristol. But if you are a Bristolian or you have stayed in Bristol, please tell us if we've done it wrong or where Look, to go. We, I don't think we've done it wrong. We went into the city centre. We walked around the city centre. We didn't walk around the... The the, sh- it, the, the high street shops, the wasn't Cabot it? The Cabot Centre, is it called? Yeah. Um, Cabot Circus, is it? Yeah. That's all proper John Lewis, House of H&M, Fraser. Primark. That's town. Yeah. We, we thought we were going round our, what I'd say is like the more arty quarter. I don't know if we did. We're not 
I don't want to be down on it. So if you're listening to this saying, oh, this is No, I'd love miserable. for us to be wrong. And this is our holiday. This is the last bit of this time we've got with Leo and here. I want to love Bristol. Yeah, I want to leave Bristol absolutely. loving it. If you've got a tip on it, please give us the tips, right? We'd love to see your tips. <laughs> you can message us. The details are in the uh, doodars, the description. And I'm slightly dreading today. I hope it's not going to go as bad as I think. And we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to finish my coffee now. Bye. The end. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.